This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are now tuned in to the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast, where we discuss living for the kingdom of God while living in the culture. I'm your host, Charlotte Walker. I'm a pediatric nurse practitioner, wife, daughter, sister, auntie, and friend. And I am on the journey of producing and fulfilling every purpose that God saw for me before the beginning of time. And I want you on this journey with me. Each week, we are going to discuss how to apply God's word to our everyday lives. Get ready for some word, some gems, and a few laughs along the way. Now let's start the show. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast. Today, we are hopping into part two of five concepts that changed the game for me this year. So last week, I talked to you guys about how connection and collaboration really changed some major areas of my life. And I'm so excited to share these last three points with y'all because they are so, so good. So we're not going to waste any time. Make sure y'all click the link in the show notes, honey, okay, about all the things, the resources, um, all the church announcements. Make sure that you sign up for the Super Society. Um, it's our new community with myself, Kavai Watrice, Tatum to me at Rosalind Renee, or as I'm calling them, the Super Society Squad. All things life, business, mental health, and faith is going to be there, and you, you need to be there as well, okay? So let's hop into this week's episode. So I talked about, again, how um, these five concepts really changed the game for me um, in terms of connection and in terms of collaboration. One of those things being the super society that was birthed out of that, right? The next thing that I want to share. Number three on my list is community. So community is defined as a unified body of individuals or a group of people with a common characteristic or interest living together. I want y'all to know that community is God ordained. Okay. God himself is in community with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. So don't think that you can do this walk solo. It is very prideful and it is dangerous, 
Okay. The Bible talks about us not neglecting coming together in Hebrews. Um, in Hebrews 10, 25, it says, and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. We are to be together and we are to edify one another in community. Um, and so, Having a unified body of people that I belong to has really improved my overall quality of life. Um, I recently shared about um, how we switched churches about two years ago. And one thing that I love about our church now is how intentional our pastor is with developing community. We serve our local communities. So we do back to school events at the local elementary school. We literally are within a community and people come across the street to get goods and to get food food and to get the word and it is beautiful I've never experienced anything like this before um and then also we are a community within our church so we support one another um as a whole body so you know even just praying for one another if you see if we see one another struggling in an area um we meet the needs of one another um in the practical or natural sense if we can't as well and then lastly we have a community within our our church community with our poor groups and this has changed the game for me because um with having an abundance of people around me who are not perfect, but all still serving a perfect God, I have seen myself grow in ways that I never imagined. So we, you know, have all been um, able to just grow deeper in our connections individually, but we've also been challenged to grow in Christ. So for instance, um, my husband, he, his poor group leader, um, started a men's ministry and now the men get to church 30 minutes early and they all sit down and, um, have like a, a men's meeting or a session right before church starts. So even outside of their poor group, um, he's getting fed, kind of a double portion. And it really, to me, is something that I he enjoys it. I've seen a lot of growth in him. And um, one day I was back there cleaning up some stuff from a breakfast that we had. And I was able to just even hear a tidbit of what um, the men were talking about. And it was really, really fascinating and really, really exciting to hear um, the men's group leader discussing how this is going to be something that expands outside the church. Men are missing within our communities. And so it's even up to us as the body of Christ to show up in a way to demonstrate um, to not even just men in our community, but even our own households. So that, you know, they're planning events to where fathers and their kids can go out and spend time together um, in a way that's under, like, you know, they're not distracted or they're not bogged down with work. And so even knowing that, um, even though it's not our, our lead pastor or even our associate pastor who's running this group to see the heart of our community, um, is amazing and has really changed the game for me. And so, you know, when you're in community again, it's not going to be perfect, but we all serve a perfect God. We have to understand that the church is a hospital. It's not a club. So there's going to be times where people rub you the wrong way. They may get on your nerves, but we're family. We're in a community. And so we should be able to grow with each other and to really grow from those instances. Um, it is so very important too, that you're in a fruitful community, right? So I just talked about the, the, um, the stuff going on with the men's group in our church. You have to have a level of fruit in your community to really 
be able to identify if it's God led, right? Like you should be being pushed in some area of your life because iron sharpens iron. You should not be the person who is um, in your community the ends all be all because that puts you in a place to where you're going to be stunted in your growth. So I have friends who may not be quite where I am, but I've positioned myself excuse me, perfect or um, intentionally or purposefully around people who are where I want to be. I need to learn. I need to see how they move. And this isn't something that you only can do in person. Follow these people online um, and don't glorify their lives, but ask God what you can learn or what you can glean from um, watching their habits, watching what they do, watching what they post, and really being able to be sharpened in that way as well. But do not negate local community, okay? I have friends all over, um, but I love going to church and seeing my church friends. It just does something to me. Um, I absolutely love them. We have a great time and they are gang gang. Okay. Like we, our group is called the dusties for Christ. Don't ask questions cause y'all not in it, but we dusty out here. Okay. Like that's who we are <laughs> because we came from dust and God called us dusty in the Bible. And that is our group name. We are dusties for Christ. And I love my dusties and that we are who we are. And even in being in that group, the level of support that we're able to provide to one another. It also takes some of the um, burden off of our leadership because we can support one another. But then also, if we feel like something needs to be brought to leadership, we can. And so it just has been amazing. Um, Our first lady actually a couple weeks ago did an amazing teaching on the benefits of community. I am going to actually share the link to that in um, this week's God Goals and Girl Talk Tea newsletter, okay? The newsletter coming back, y'all, is going to be hot. So if you're not on the email list, um, definitely sign up for that so you can get access to that video. Um, I'm really, really, really excited um, for y'all to hear it because it's really great. She discusses how these five sisters, um, and I'm not going to tell y'all the whole sermon, but she discusses how these five sisters really changed the game because they were in community with one another. Um, and so she discusses how community provides strength, success, um, it can shift things and it really provides, um, most importantly, honor to God's name because we come together in community to glorify him. Hey sis, are you enjoying this week's show? I pray that you are. Make sure that you connect with us and you keep the conversation going. Follow us over on Instagram at God Goals and Girl Talk. Make sure that you subscribe to the show, you rate the podcast, and you leave us a review. And don't forget to share the show with your friends, your coworkers, your mom and them, all the people. Okay? Okay. Now let's get back to the show. So the second concept that changed the game for me this year is consistency. Um, And consistency is the quality or fact of staying the same at different times. And I really um, value consistency. And the scripture that I found to go with this, it says, so let us not get tired of doing what is good or something say get weary and well doing some translations. Um, let us not get tired of doing what is good. 
at just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. And that's Galatians 6 and 9 in the New Living Translation. So I take consistency very, very seriously. Um, Honestly, I just feel like if you're going to be crazy, like I would just rather you be crazy all the way and be that every day. It's when people like switch up and they like they can be blown by the wind. That jump drives me nuts. Okay, like uh, is a very quick way for me to not like I'm a backup because no. Um, and it's something that even, you know, we struggled with in, um, our marriage where I'm like very regimented. My husband is not as regimented and we used to struggle. I used to be cutting up y'all at him about him being inconsistent in some areas. And it's something that I just absolutely loathe. I don't know why it, to me, consistency provides a level of authenticity, Um, and it lets me know what I can expect. It just provides a safe space and that's just the way that I feel. Okay. Um, so I absolutely loathe inconsistency and I was reading this book where the author mentioned that we should check ourselves for the thing that most irks us in other people. And I had been in this space, um, where I was thoroughly annoyed, thoroughly y'all this year inconsistency was like, Hey, Hey, top of the morning, top of the morning, top of the morning in other people. And it was making me want to scream. Okay. Cue up Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson. I wanted to scream. And I really was in this space where I was thoroughly annoyed with some inconsistencies and, you know, different personalities that I had had contact with. And um, even like in my job, like there was just a lot of inconsistency and it was driving me nuts. And um, I answered the challenge and I asked God to reveal to me areas where I was choosing to be inconsistency or being inconsistent or I was choosing inconsistency. Um And most notably, the first thing God said to me was my health. And so since then, I've been more consistent in how I show up in every area. Um, I've really been developing processes and systems to ensure that I can show up um, in all of the areas of my life well. And this is not a a perfection thing, but you also there's also um, God is a God of order. So there's a way that you show up and there's a way that you care for the responsibilities that God has given you. And so I've been more intentional about showing up there. There's a lot of people who want the promise that they're not willing to push through and do the work. They're flip flopping by how they feel like child. No, no, there's it. It's uh, what's that line that say you wouldn't with me shooting in the gym like everybody wants the championship ring, but you don't understand the hours that go into the workouts. You don't understand the hours that go into the learning the plays. You don't understand the hours and the discipline and the consistency of your of the diet. For these people who are who are million dollar athletes, you see the money, you see the glory, but you don't often see the consistency and the work that is required to get there. And a lot of people want the promise and don't want to do the work that's required. They don't want to show up. And so I had to really do an introspective look to ask God, where am I not showing up well? And he was like, girl, you ain't worked out in a month of Sundays and you need expertise in this area. And so at the time of this podcast, I am now eight sessions in. Okay, with my um, with my trainer, I am showing up consistently. I am logging my meals. I am sore. I am hurting. I am not always happy when I have to go into my garage to work out with my trainer. But I know that 
because I'm dedicated, um, I'm going to be able to show up well in other areas. And there's something about us as women to where we don't show up consistently for ourselves. When I was going through all of these areas, I can show up consistently in friendships. I'll show up consistently in um, at work. I'll show up consistently in my marriage. I'll show up consistently for everybody else but myself. And a lot of times it's because we think that we're being selfish by doing that. But really, there's a, a deeper cost. God has not called us to sacrifice ourselves, right? Jesus already did that. So there's no need for us to self-sabotage and self-sacrifice. So investing in a trainer was an investment. And I don't typically like to spend money on myself, especially that kind of money, um, because it, there's a level of responsibility that I now feel to be consistent. And what God had to show me is that me showing up for myself consistently in this area is sowing seeds for myself <clears throat> to have the longevity that in my purpose in the thing that God has called me to, that he revealed to me last month, in that area, I need to be able to show up well. I need to be able to show up consistently, right? How many um, people are dying or out here on 600 pound life and they may have had purposes that were longer than their life because they were out here not taking care of their temples. I talked about um, investing in the vessel and it's something that I had to take more seriously. Yep, I was drinking my water. Yep, I was taking my vitamins, but I was like, I'll do anything but work out. (laughs) And God was like, no, you're going to work out. And so, you know, again, with community and connection, I'm so grateful for my friend who got me in with this trainer, really encouraged me. And we work out together virtually. She's in a whole nother state. And so it has really, really allowed me to see a transformation and to see value in me investing in myself. I need to be able to have longevity to to run the race with endurance. Child, you can't run after the ice cream truck. At this point, I can't run up the steps. Okay, (laughs) that's a problem. And a lot of times we think of the enemy using things like drugs and alcohol, but the devil will use your taste buds too as a tactic to get you out of position. And we don't really um, identify that as quickly. We are giving into our flesh. And it's not that we can't have food that's good and that we like to eat, but it's not a way that you live your lifestyle. If you're overindulging your flesh, so if you eating cake, 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 it's a problem. And so I had to really sit down and repent and ask God to give me strength. I mean, literally workout that I did this week, I was working out solo and um, because of like a conflict schedule, a schedule conflict, and I wanted to not do it. <laughs> and God told me that I was only cheating myself. And so I, I I will not allow the enemy to talk me out of doing what I know that God has called, what God has called me to do. I know that there's bigger things on the, on the other side of this, right? I'm showing up for my husband who, you know, would like for me to live a long life because we like each other. He wants me to live long, okay? We really enjoy each other and we want to live happily ever after for as long as happily is um, or the ever after part is. Um, And even more importantly, I'm already showing up for my kids that I don't even have yet, right? I'll be around to see them grow up. 
Um, and health will be a lifestyle to keep my children from struggling with preventable diseases and illness, right? This is part of being a, uh, a generational curse breaker. This is a part of my personal generational curse breaker decree. Diabetes will not touch my household. Like it's touched so many in my family, aunts, uncles, my parents, all diabetic. And that is not going to be the story of my family. That's not going to be the story. It stops with me, but that. It stops with me. It's cute on a shirt, but it's not cute. When you out here having to do burpees at 9 a.m., it's ghetto. But you have to show up consistently. You have to push through your feelings. I, I don't even know, like, y'all, I'm going to keep going because I'm like, I'm so, I just, there are so many Christians who we want so much from God, but we're not even showing up for him. Like, you stub your toe and, oh, I'm, I'm not doing nothing today. Like, stop. Stop it. Or don't expect nothing from him. <laughs> like pick a side. Like you can be a bench warmer or you can get up and play the game because we can no longer afford for these things to struggle with some of the same stuff over and over again, year after year. Like don't y'all get tired. Like I'm personally tired of being fat. Okay. Like I'm tired of it. I'm tired of being out of breath when I go up the steps. Like I'm tired of it. And you have to get to a point where you're tired. Like, aren't you tired of that? Aren't you tired of living below what God said that you could have? Like, por qué? why, why you do that to yourself? So I really urge y'all to ask God to show you where you need to show up consistently next year. Um, and then commit to it. You have to show up consistently to see the fruit in, in any area. You cannot pick and choose when to be consistent. God told me that I didn't need more discipline because I had enough discipline to finish a doctorate program in the middle of a pandemic while working on the front lines as a healthcare provider and still doing this podcast every week. I, discipline shows up and I'm consistent where I want to be consistent. He had to snatch my whole life. I was like, well, I mean, you better preach the word. You is the Holy Spirit. Okay. So you cannot pick and choose when and where you want to show up and then think you're going to have total life success. That's not going to work. You have to have your total life submitted. And that submission is going to require you to be consistent in areas that you're called to, but it's not cute. I be big ugly when I'm working out. Sweat, breathing all hard. It just is not okay. But let me tell you, when I'm snatched, in the spirit and in the natural, you ain't going to be able to say nothing to me, okay? <laughs> you ain't going to be able to tell Charlotte nothing. I am determined to not allow this to be the end of me. I'm going to live and not die. And I'm going to establish that. And I'm going to consistently be a problem for the devil. I'm going to be on his head with consistency, okay? Um. So with that being said, y'all know, okay? It's the day, it's a day-to-day, hour-to-hour, minute-to-minute choice. Like, I'm on rep seven, and I'm like, all right, girl, you got to do three more. I do? Yep, let's do it. You have to con- You have to encourage yourself, as Paul says, and you cannot allow consistently cons- inconsistency to sneak in. Um, so, you know, we have been called, long-suffering is a fruit of the Spirit, right? Like, consistency requires uh, long-suffering. long suffering is a fruit of the spirit so even though okay i'm out here feeling like that video meme of mike tyson when he was like my back is broken spinal that's how i feel 
I'm going to continue to show up in every area of my life. I'm going to work out tomorrow and the next day. And I'm going I'm to do it again. Like I, I cannot afford for where God is taking me to allow this um, to be a burden on myself, on my family. Like there's too many things at stake. And so consistency and the commitment to consistency has changed the game. This episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast is brought to you by the Check God's Resume Journal. Are you struggling with your waiting season? Do you feel like God has forgotten about you? Sis, it's time for you to check God's resume. This dynamic journal will walk you through building God's resume in your own life. Take the time to recall the goodness and the miracles that he's performed in your lifetime. The journal has journaling prompts, a place for sermon notes, and so much more. This is a great tool just to remind you of God's goodness in your life and an even better tool to be passed down to your children's children as they'll be able to recount your experiences with God. So get ready to recall all of the miracles that God has performed for you. I promise you when you check his resume he is undefeated click the link in the show notes to get your copy today now let's get back to the show all right y'all so the last concept is confidence and confidence is defined as the feeling of being certain that something will happen or that something is true. It's also defined as a feeling or belief that you can do something well or succeed at something. Let me tell y'all, here are my scriptures for this. The first one is Numbers twenty three nineteen. God is not a man, so he does not lie. He is not human, so he does not change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? Okay, Numbers 23, 19, write it down, child. My second scripture is God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at the break of day. That's Psalms 46 and 5. Let me tell y'all how confident, y'all, let me tell y'all. Look, my confidence is not rooted in me, but in God. I came to understand two things this year. One, my fears um, and the fears of many of us is often a display of mistrust in our relationship with God in some area to some degree. Um, and in this season that God has called me to, I can no longer afford to allow confidence to be an issue. I believe in God. I believe in his word. I believe it to be true. And despite my feelings, I've become more comfortable in standing in his strength. So it's not um, this this overabundance of self-confidence, but it's confidence in who I am because of my relationship with God. So when we talked about access being granted, that faith allows me to step in to his strength. I don't have, it's above me now. I don't have to worry about it. Okay. I don't have to trip because the burden of the results does not belong to me. I have to show up. I have to act in obedience and God will do the rest. That's it. I've also had a gain in confidence in who God has called me to be in identity, right? Identity and confidence go hand in hand. And next year, when I tell y'all, I'm going to be diving so deep into identity. Prepare yourself because it is so necessary. Okay. I kind of, I kind of touched the, the tip of the iceberg some this year, but when I tell y'all, identity will change the game for you. And it has really helped grow my confidence because God is within me. And because God is with me, 
I'm oper- and because I'm operating in his will, my chances of failing at anything, my chances of failing at anything is 0%. Matter of fact, it's negative 100%. I will not fail because I'm obedient to God and his word. And the issue is that we often see resistance as failure instead of an indicator that we're on the right path. So in this season, I'm bolder. I'm more confident in who God has called me to be. And I'm on a mission to fulfill everything that he sets before me, even when it's uncomfortable, even when he says you got to start doing lives, even when he says that you got to take more pictures, even when he says you got to start doing reels, even when he's even when he says things that I don't like because I'm within his will and because I'm being obedient, it's going to prosper. But we perceive that because there aren't hundreds of thousands of people flocking, that it's a failure. But there may be one person that you're assigned to. There may be one person attached to your obedience. And that's a success in God's eyes. So you have to really redefine success. And the way that you do that is by understanding what God deems as being successful. So you cannot continue to allow the enemy to use um, lack of confidence in God and lack of confidence in who God has called you to be your identity in him to stop you from doing what he's called you to do. Let me tell y'all, when I tell y'all I'm 10 toes down, secured in this mindset, okay? And that does not mean that I don't struggle when it's uncomfortable. Doesn't mean that um, I don't struggle when the weapons form because the weapons will form, but they will not prosper. You got to read the whole scripture. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Okay. If you little scrappy mama, it's no weapon formed against me, but y'all know, but the weapons are going to be formed. They will not prosper. Some of us get so shook when we see the gun. The weapon's going to be formed, but it will not prosper. You have to prepare yourself for every attack, every scheme that the enemy is going to try to come and and come with. And it's not that you're going to never be impacted, but there are some things that you can do right now. Some of us are not even with our armor on. We're not doing we're not doing anything. We're sitting ducks in the spirit. We want to be soft saints. I'm not here for it. Like we throwing that away in 2022. There are people's souls on the line. I don't have time for that. Get over yourself. I don't know who needs to hear that, but boo, get over yourself. And I say that with love, but I said what I said, get over yourself. This ain't even about you. It's not about how you feel. It's not about what you think. It's not about um, what you're going to get out of it. It's not about you being famous. It's not about you having a platform. There are people's souls. Eternity is at stake. We ain't got time. I don't have time to be like, no, I feel like working out. No, I'm going to get up. I'm sore. I'm going to get up. We're in a fight for people's lives. And too many of us are comfortable with just lollygagging. It is, oh, chale. I cannot. We are done with that. We off that. Like, no more. No more of that. Like, I am telling y'all. God is doing something so powerful in this next season. And I'm not just saying that because it's the end of the year, because you can be at the end of a year, a fiscal year or a calendar year, and God still be in the same season. That's why 2021 was not the end of COVID because it was the same, uh, same season, different year. God is not bound by our time. But in this next season, you cannot straddle the fence. 
In this next season, you got to get over yourself. In this next season, you are not even the focus. What did God call you here to do? Do that. And stop worrying about everything else. We've become so preoccupied with all of the, uh, with perfection and with platforms and like, nah, bro, we off that. I don't care if it's one person on the street corner. I was doing this podcast when I had 10 listeners every week. Yes, the show has grown. Yes, things are happening that I could have never imagined. But is that why I show up? No. I show up because God gave me a word and said, show up, sis. And here I am. Ta-da. Poof. Okay. And in a couple weeks when I'm snatched, okay, and in a couple weeks, couple months, you ain't even going to be able to see me. You ain't going to be able to see me. What waste, girl, okay? Like, when I tell y'all I'm so ten toes down in this mindset, the enemy is in trouble. I am putting hell on notice. The enemy is in so much trouble. I am here for the shenanigans, and he can knock if he buck. Because the, 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 the victory is mine. I just got to show up. That's what I learned this year. That's what confidence will do. Oh, I just got to show up and do what God say. Oh, bet. When I tell y'all I'm slaying demons and setting captives free all 2022. Okay. Through the power of the Holy Spirit. Not by my might. Not by my power. But God's spirit. And you can do it too. Show up, sis. Okay. As Rosalind say, show up, sis. Pull up. Pull up on me. That's what I want the devil to do. Pull up on me if you want to. Okay? That is it for this week's episode, y'all. When I tell y'all I'm so fired up, if y'all cannot tell, like, I'm so fired up. I'm going to give y'all a quick recap, and we're going to call it. We're going to call it. Okay? So, here are the five concepts that changed the game for me this year. Connection. Collaboration. Community. Consistency. Confidence. I love y'all. Okay. God bless y'all. Y'all take these five concepts to God and ask him to show you how you can apply them. I promise you your life will not be the same. And I'm not just saying that. I really mean that I am not the same person that I was January 1, 2021. And I love it here. Okay. Still got some ghetto parts, but I absolutely love it here. So I love y'all, okay? Until next week, continue to love God, love people, love yourselves. Don't forget to sign up for the email list so that you can watch that um, that sermon series on community. It was beyond phenomenal, okay? All right, I love y'all. Talk to y'all next week. I pray you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Make sure you stay connected with us throughout the week by following us over on Instagram at God Goals and Girl Talk, hitting us up on Twitter at GGGT Podcast, and checking out our website, www.godgoalsandgirltalk.com. The website is lit. It has a free resource library, and you can search podcast episodes based on topics, all the things, okay? So until next week, continue to love God, love people, and love yourselves, And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.